0: What's up? This is Keeping the Kingdom with your host, Sylvester Stimley, also known as Sly, and today, we are gonna have some awesome guests on on the show, and uh, my brother in Christ, Ken Butler is here, and Ashlyn Power is here as well, Um, and today we're gonna be talking about Keeping the Kingdom, where it's not just a saying, it is a lifestyle. So, I wanna start off just, uh, Ken, could you um, introduce yourself to those that may not know? Um, but maybe even um, recommunicate to those who do know what your role is with FCA and the things that uh, you're responsible for in the in the community of the Dallas Fort Worth region.
1: Yeah, thanks, Sly. Yeah, Ken Butler, area director for FCA. I've uh, been doing this for quite some time now as a volunteer, and now about seven years as a staff person. And it's been just a, one of the greatest joys of my ministry journey. So, been a youth pastor church planter, uh, business owner, uh, now FCA director. So uh, lived quite the exciting life, uh, but FCA has been one constant through that. All of that is just serving with FCA, serving our local high schools, uh, middle schools, and just having a great time uh, being a kingdom connector, being a kingdom leader, someone that values working with other organizations, other churches, other uh, people that just love seeing God's kingdom um, come here uh, in our community. So I'm excited.
0: That's awesome. And, And so we met um, and we talked about this on the podcast we were on previously. I like birds. Hey, give them a shout out. Go and like them, subscribe and support. I like birds. Um, and so we had an opportunity to talk about the the kingdom connection we had. Um, can you just give us a little snippet of that? And then I'd love for you to kind of tee up and kind of talk, talk about some exciting history that we're seeing in the area. But how do we meet? You know, uh, let's kind of let's, let's wrestle with that for a little bit. It's, it's a pretty cool story.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we met um obviously you were serving with fca as a volunteer and met you and i'm like who's this dude sly number one that's a really cool name (laughs) i need to meet this guy sly um and you know talking to some of the coaches in, in the area and like hey this guy's like comes and talks to our kids and i'm like oh man and like, he's awesome man you need to meet him and i'm like okay well one of these days hopefully we'll get to meet up and, and hang out and and get to know him and uh, so yeah so eventually we got to meet and, and talked and, and then you know just invited you to come maybe be a little bit more of a part of our ministry mm-hmm. and and we get, just began talking and just through that you know then COVID hit and there was a lot of other things going on crazy in the world and and realized that I needed more people like you around me, you know, uh, needed more people that could help us grow in our kingdom approach, help us grow, help me grow personally as a man and just, and uh, how I approached our community and being sure we weren't missing opportunities. We weren't, didn't have blind spots in our, in my personal journey. I mean, you helped me with just some of the issues I was struggling with, with uh, just the uh, racial unrest in the country and just being able to, as a, as a kind of a middle-aged white guy, like better understand, like what's really going on and mm-hmm. why and do it with some of my friends and my brothers, I uh, think of the same things that are, I'm watching on the news and, and you were able to kind of coach me up in some of those areas and just sharing with you, my, my desire to build a team, a board of directors, a staff that better represented our community. Because, you know, uh, I I represent a portion of our community, but I definitely don't represent all of our community. And, and so
0: and that's good, and and that's that's something that I learned early on from you, right? And and that was a um, you leaning in and becoming curious um, just about what I had been through during that time with George Floyd, which we shared on that that podcast um, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, is is the thing that really it moved in me, and I was like, okay, he actually cares. He actually is asking me this because he he wants to understand. He doesn't want to dismiss me as others did. Right. And so um, that was that was really the beginning of our relationship. But it's cool that God had, you know, from a kingdom perspective, he had already been orchestrating and moving things around. Right. Because I had a nonprofit that allowed me to go and speak in some of the schools. And I was speaking to Seguin and and some of the other high schools attended some FCA opportunities at Mansfield High School. And then ended up at Lake Ridge. And then that's when coaches reached out to you and people like, hey, do you know Ken Butler? And I'm like, I don't know him, but same thing. And so for God to cross, um, to bring us closer together um, so that we could walk on campus together, get out of vehicles together, go into coffee shops together. And people like those two together. Yeah, it's kingdom, baby. And so can uh, we got some exciting news? There's some things we've been praying about, um, man. I think I think you need to share with the listeners um, just who who's sitting next to you, and then I would love for Ashlyn to be able to just um, unpack her connection with FCA, and then just really share with us um, just why you're here and what you plan to see, and some of the things you might have already seen. But but can tell us about the history um, and and the need that's been there, and then how we
1: got here. Right. So I'll I'll, I'll circle back and use the terminology blind spot. Again, because I feel like that, and sometimes in kingdom work, you know, church work, we sometimes don't want to acknowledge the things we don't do well. We just want to highlight the things we're doing great, right? Mm, we want say to no,
0: say that again. Say it we again. don't, want,
1: you know, we don't want to say we're maybe there's an area of our ministry that's broken. Maybe it needs to be fixed. Maybe it's a blind spot. Maybe we're driving along in the vehicle and we. You can't even see out the side windows, and we're going to end up smashing into stuff because mm. we're we're not paying attention, right?
0: So, so let me pause you for a second because me and Hayden just had this conversation on the way over here. and the And the picture that I saw in my mind was so a blind spot. The cool the cool part about this conversation me and him just had um, is a blind spot can become less of a blind spot and create complete blindness mm-hmm. when you don't have the right people in your life mm-hmm. to point out the blind spot, right? because in the beginning it'll start as a blind spot but the further and the longer we go with it being a blind spot
1: it now goes from being a spot to complete blindness Mm -hmm. right so that's good yeah so you got this guy i mean mean, area director for That sounds awesome right i mean that sounds really cool but at the same time you know it's one you're one person and and so you can only do so much you only have so much capacity and you begin to praise you gotta add to the team but you don't want to just add to the team for the sake of putting people in place. We want the right people and and we want to pray that God brings the right folks that can help the kingdom grow. And so as a blind spot, I knew, you know, that, you know, I needed help in in areas that would help us be more, you know, diverse. And we, you know, you and I had been talking for a while about just having a female teammate. And so we had some female volunteers, but, you know, having a female teammate, we knew would be a game changer. And from a blind spot perspective, you know, there's coaches, they're our, they're our ministry, right? And coaches have said some pretty ugly things to me over time about, like, <laughs> oh, I remember. Some, some of my blind spots, you know, and some of our blind spots as a ministry. And, uh, and we and I will say to our credit, not just locally, but, you know, we have, as a ministry, FCA has worked hard to try to, to do better, right? And so, uh, you know, one of the first, I mean, literally within two weeks of me coming on staff, one of the coaches looked across his desk at me and said, I mean I love FCA and y'all are man, y'all are amazing at making converts, but y'all suck at making disciples. Mm-hmm. Those were his words. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Woo, you know, praise God. You know, what I mean, what am I supposed to say? You know, I'm just like, man. And and we have done a tremendous, I think, uh, shift over the last, you know, f- four to five years about being more discipleship focused. So hey, saw a blind spot and now we're we're addressing that. Not long after that, I'm sitting in, a, in the, an in-service, 300-plus coaches in the room, and here I am, I'm going in, we're going to talk about all the great things FCA is doing. Praise God, we want to come in and we want to connect to your teams. And I showed a, a video, a promotional video for FCA um, that was talking about our character coaching ministry. And it was awesome. You know, They spent a lot of time putting it together. All these well-known coaches on there talking about how great character coaching is the video stops. And one of our coaches, female coaches in the room raises her hand and says, she, goes, she said, is this only for for boys? Hmm. I said, no. She goes, well, then why? You didn't have one single female coach in that video.
0: Hmm. So let me pause you right there, because this is, this is another reason, um, when, I, when I realized God was opening up an opportunity for me to partner with you is your ability to keep it kingdom in moments like that, mm-hmm. right? For you to be, and I don't know if it was being called out, but for something to be a blind spot to be revealed to you, right? you took that as a moment to say, okay, I need to address this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when you're not keeping it kingdom, then it's just a saying, oh, okay, cool. Thank you for telling me that, but you never address it, right? right. And so as we talked about, like with, with this podcast, we hope that people can walk away Saying that this is not just a saying; this is a lifestyle. Like you have to die to yourself, and in that moment, you said, "Okay, what is it going to cost me? Right. What is it going to cost me? It's going to cost me time. It's going to cost me resources. It's going it to might even cost me my pride or, or my ego, whatever it is." And in that moment, you were like, "You know what? I'm going to die to myself, and I'm going to actively work on it." And so, I love for you to talk about where we're at based on that. Based on that, that um, that day, that moment. We no longer have to walk into those situations like that anymore. I believe that uh, we got some exciting news to share with our viewers, and uh, you want to, you want to, want to, yeah,
1: let's do talk it. Talk about that, yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the things I hope that comes out of this podcast also is other people hearing this message and it resonates, and they say, "I want to, I want to be a part of that team." Yeah, I want to be on that kingdom team, right? And so, uh, Brandy Sparks, one of our South Texas staff, reached out to me. And she said, "Hey, I got this young lady, and she is awesome." And she's like, "You have any margin to bring her on your team?" And I was like, "Well, I don't. I don't know." I said, "Let's talk." You know. And so we jumped on a Zoom call, and I think one of the first messages out of my mouth was uh, to her, to Ashlyn, was. I want you to feel called to the team right i don't want this to just us to just make a spot right we can make a roster spot but it doesn't mean that it's the right person for the team so we started having those conversations and then she came up in may and visited and we were feeding teachers and it was a crazy week and i thought she's never going to want to come back because we, we're nuts and uh and then we just kept praying. So God is, you know, is she a future teammate? And we cast vision for that. And uh, you know, over time, she said, "Yeah, I, I really believe that God's, you know, called me to Arlington, Texas. She's not from here. She took a leap of faith to move to an area she's never mm-hmm. been before." And so, Ashlyn Power, she's here. She's on our team. She's gone. She's done. Gone through all the FCA training and all the things and all the things that require are required of an FCA per, uh, staff person. Um, I really think that that training is just a part of like seeing whether you're like you're actually cut out to be a, yeah. you know a kingdom leader because <laughs> if you can get yourself through that you can do anything so um, hey she's 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 done it and so welcome to the team Ashley yes give thank it up you. for Ashley power let's yeah. go <laughs> we are here so Miss Ashley
0: you know ah welcome
2: thank you welcome thank you.
0: and we uh, we are excited that you are here would love for you to hey just let let the viewers know who is Ashton Power, you know, um, how did you get connected to FCA and um, tell us a little bit about your testimony and, um, and how you got here?
2: Yeah, um, so I'm Ashlyn, like they said. Um, first of all, it's just been such a blessing these last few weeks and my first few weeks on staff, um, just seeing kind of the culmination of the last, you know, however many months since I initially met Ken and Sly on that, on that Zoom call. Um, just how faithful the Lord has been every step of the way to bring me to this point. So super grateful to be here. Um, But yeah, I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska, originally. um, And I grew up um, doing FCA at my school. So junior high through high school, we had FCA at school um, and was involved in that. And then I went to college out in Utah where I played volleyball there and then I transferred, grad transferred to Texas A&M Corpus Christi um, to play beach volleyball and finish school down there and that is where I really got plugged in to FCA. Um, You mentioned Brandy Sparks before she was our campus rep um, at A&M Corpus and I knew when I moved to Texas from Utah, um, the community I needed to get plugged into, Christian community, um, that my walk wasn't meant to be walked out alone. Hmm. Um, and can living. I, can
0: I ask the question about that? What, yes. How, how did you get there? Because I would imagine for maybe the athlete or non-athlete that's watching, um, someone that may be in college, um, high school, like you, you were able to be self-aware of that. How did you, like you said, I knew that I need to needed to have Christian community. How did you know that?
2: Yeah, I think the best way we learn things is from experiencing them, like through our experiences. So when I was in Utah, I did not have a strong Christian community. Um, a lot of my teammates in Utah and just the people there um, are very strongly rooted in a different religion. Okay. And so just finding a community of like-minded believers who, you know, um, just had the same mindset and the same, um, beliefs as me was really a struggle. And so I felt spiritually alone a lot of the time. Um, and I think God had me there for a purpose. He definitely, um, used that time and he even used, um, unbelievers to pour into me there. in shape me into who I am now, but, um, all that to say, I knew when I, when I moved to like, yes, God had me there for a purpose. He used that time. But now that I'm coming to Texas, like I know how important it is to not be spiritually isolated, to mm. not be, um, trying to walk out my faith by myself. So I need to be plugged into a church. I need to be plugged into, um, strong believers who walk out their faith. And especially um, I really prayed for like a mentor type person to an older woman um, to pour into me that had more experience than I did. That was, um, you know, walking with the Lord and could teach me and show me what that looked like. And that's really what, what Brandy did for me.
0: So can we touch on that a little bit about having a mentor? Cause we've talked about this before, Ken, and, and, and the, I think we've gotten into a culture um, in a time when we don't like to be told, um, coached up, right? Um, Having a mentor, having, you know, having a mentor, like you said, that's older, that's kind of been, there are some seasons, like how has that impacted or changed your life?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's changed the entire trajectory of my life. I would say I would not be sitting here in this podcast studio working full-time for fca if it hadn't been for for brandy um mentoring me so she um she came alongside me and she inserted herself into my life and basically was like i'm going to whatever comes i'm going to walk through it with you um and that's not always pretty i think like it's, it doesn't always just look like sitting at a coffee shop doing a Bible study. Like it, it looks like, okay, you're in, in real life out on your team, you're going through this hard thing. You're like, you know, it's challenging me in those moments. Like, hey, what, who are you discipling right now? Ooh. Like, what are you actually doing on your team that looks different from people who don't know Jesus? Like, so she challenged me in those areas. Um, and I would say the way that she discipled me made me just on fire to go disciple others. Like, I can't keep this to myself. Like, um, it's not about me. You know, it's about, um, she would say, it's about growing our family tree, our kingdom family tree. So if you look back at like, she would say, like, I look back on my faith journey, like Brandy, and she's like, I have, like, God was faithful to, to my parents, my grandparents, and all these people before me so that I am who I am. And I can say the same thing. Like, I used to think my testimony was boring. Like, oh, I was saved when I was six years old. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. I went to church. I went to a Christian school from kindergarten to 12th grade. Memorizing Bible verses was a weekly assignment. Like, I used to think that was boring. (laughs) And I look at it, now I look at it and I'm like, look how faithful God had to be. Like, he was faithful first to my parents, then my grandparents, then their parents, then their parents, then their parents. Like how far back across how many generations did God's faithfulness stretch to bring the gospel to me at six years old to where I had a a grasp of the gospel, receive the Holy Spirit. And he began working in me from that point on to get me to where I am today. And he's not done working on me. But I think when you keeping it kingdom, when you look at it from that perspective, like our family trees, like they go so far beyond just our family. And when like, when Brandy discipled me and now I'm gonna go disciple others, like we're adding roots to our to our kingdom family tree, mm, which is beautiful. just awesome.
0: That is beautiful. So what I hear is, is, is Brandy was a part of, um, so we, we talk about like seeds and what seeds can do. Seeds have the ability to go into the ground. Um, and produce trees that produce fruit, but it sounds like even from a generational perspective, your family was producing trees that produce fruit, all right? And so that's cool to hear about the discipleship piece because Ken, I know that that's something that we talked big on, and that's something that we, we, we are um, extremely passionate about. And in fact, I got one of uh, my guys here in the studio <laughs> with us um, that I've been discipling, but but Ken, can you talk about the, the impact of discipleship and, and what that looks like from a character coach position and just um, the opportunities that are there for those that do want to get involved. But you know, what are the practical things? Cause she's, she's actually a product of discipleship through FCA. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what we live and breathe for. Um, and we believe that you can keep a kingdom when you take that approach.
1: Right. Yeah. I think discipleship is, is such a, a word that you can ask a hundred people what it means and you'll get a, a lot of different answers of right. what discipleship means to different people. But living life with people and doing life with people and, and, and putting yourself in environments for to, to promote spiritual growth in a group of people can look very different. You know, FCA creates some very unique opportunities for discipleship. Yeah. You know, putting yourself in a locker room where it is not a faith environment. You know, it's very it can be very uncomfortable. I
0: Hold on, wait, wait. So you're telling me if I walk into a locker room Hey, sitting over there. So if I walk into a locker room, what you're telling me is I'm I'm not gonna hear some Brandon Lake.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna hear Jaira. No. You're gonna hear you're gonna hear some language that's probably make it a little uncomfortable. You know, I was raised in a in a in a in a denomination that like it was very big about like, you know, sort of holiness, like, and you, you didn't enact a certain way. And, and even as I was a youth pastor at the church I was serving at, it was, that was very much that, like we were in suits and ties on Sundays. And, you know, it's not like today in church when the, the pastor just wears jeans and stuff, you know, it was, it was a very like regimented thing. And so I get the invite to go be a character coach and a chapel at a school. And I'm walking the doors of the public school system. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's that whole, like, this is not my, I am no longer operating in my world, right? I am no longer operating in a comfortable uh, environment where I can control the narrative and I can control the, 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 what's going to happen next. This is not me opening, unlocking the doors of the church on Wednesday nights as a youth pastor and letting students come in. Then I get to, s- to determine what happens next. And I got an, an agenda and, a, and a, an idea of what's going to go down. I mean, I walked in that first year, uh, you know, us breaking up fights in the locker room. I'm I'm talking to kids that are crying, you know, because something's happened in their family that, Mm -hmm. I mean, you walk in the door every week and you just really don't know what's going to happen and what discipleship context that's going to be if it's going to be put your arm around a young man that's lost a parent or lost a grandparent or whether they've just had a really difficult, very emotional day at school or maybe they got told, yesterday that they've been you know cut from the team or they've been put down to second string or third string when they thought they were going to be a starter and all of a sudden their identity's in question and everything seems like it feels like their life is falling apart because everything they thought they were going to have you know I, i've had kids sit there and tell me if my, my parents told me i have to get a scholarship and how am i going to get a scholarship if i don't even start hmm. so they feel like they'll let everybody down right and so we get to open up Scriptures and and point people to to the Word of God and point people even to our own life and say, hey, you know what? I got cut as a junior in high school, <laughs> and I, let me tell you how God was faithful through that in my life. And they and they can you can share those stories of of God's goodness in an environment that is uh, completely out of the ordinary for most people that feel called to ministry.
0: That's that's that. That's, that. That leads me to a question, Ashlyn. Tell us about a time that, with discipleship, whether you are discipling someone or maybe Brandy discipling you, that you actually faced like some difficult moments. You know, uh, maybe you were discipling somebody on the team, or you know, because I, I I believe that yes, walking through the messiness is sometimes overlooked. I think we think discipleship just means going and grab some Starbucks, right, and this you know, hanging out, but it gets messy. Would mm-hmm. you agree?
2: Yes, yes, I would agree. Um, I think when we look at how Jesus discipled the people in his life when he was here, um, he inserted himself in into their mess and became whatever they needed in that moment. Um, and that's not always like a program you can follow. I think sometimes we want to put discipleship in a, okay, we'll do this check. We'll do this check. We'll go through this book. Now you're discipled up, but, um, that's not really real life. Um, you know, and, and I think about like something that a passage has come up for me over the last, I don't know how many months is Philippians two. And can we go there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can, can go, we there. go there.
0: Let's go there. Yeah, let's go there. Um, okay. So what I hear you saying before we get there is that discipleship isn't a book club, it's a journey. Mm.
2: No, no, and I I learned that. I mean, I was discipling a girl and I was using a book. Um, and I'm not saying that using books is is bad. I think there's awesome resource, discipleship resources mm-hmm. out there. But we were just going through this book and it was honestly kind of awkward and and it just wasn't wasn't very genuine and she one day was just like i already know this stuff like i want you to like actually tell me something that i can apply to my life like i don't need to go through this book like i know what the gospel says but like what does that actually mean for me like what what does that mean for you like how do you live that out and and so that was kind of eye opening for me, where as like I think, oh yeah, I'm discipling someone. Like this is so, this is so good of me, but really, like it's it's just not about that, you know. It's about it's about doing life together with people, like you said, walking through walking through the messy and Philippians too. Um, Paul's talking about imitating Christ's humility and how we are to value others above ourselves. And how Jesus was God and made himself nothing, um, took the nature of a servant, um, humbled himself, became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And then he goes on to say, he's talking about do everything without grumbling or complaining. My mom's favorite verse, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mom. Um but then it just gets to, even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. Mm. And that just really struck me like as I was praying about joining FCA in doing full-time ministry, like what is my life if it's not being poured out like a drink offering for the Lord into other people so that they can know and love the Lord. Um,
0: yeah. Wow. Wow. So, so Ken, when we look at just these opportunities that we get on a day-to-day basis, um, when you hear Ashland's um, response and, and thoughts about discipleship, do you, do you have any moments that you've had to like walk through maybe with the school, hard time that you had to step into a difficult season when the school may have called you and was like, hey, we need, we need your help right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, the eighth year I was a character coach was probably that week, uh, this week I'm going to talk about was probably the hardest week I've ever had as far as just an emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, it was just hard, right? And that was, uh, you know, I was serving as the character coach there at Sam Houston High School, and in the eighth year and I was standing, I was literally standing on the sidelines on a Friday night. Can you share what year it was, or can we? It was, would have been 2004. Okay. Okay. I think that's right, 2004, 2000, somewhere in yeah. um, And No, 2006, 2006. So we, we, I was there standing on the sidelines one, one night um, playing catch with a kid named Quintark Wilson. He's a starting wide receiver. Um, he had broken his wrist, so he wasn't able to play. Hmm. And we were standing there talking about just like, you know, his – Coming back and everything, and I, you know, you don't think much about it. It's just relationship building, right? It's that life on life things when you get an opportunity to hang out with a student, hang out with an athlete when they're not they don't have to be doing something pregame. And he's since he's injured, he can't do anything, so he's just hanging out. So we're hanging out, talking, and uh, we go in, go to you know, go to the game, game happens, go home, and we uh, we get home late, you know, wake up the next morning and you get a phone call early uh, seven o'clock and the, the coach says hey i need you to get to the school right now if you can and i was like okay oh, what's going on he said he said uh, there was a shooting I'll, I'll fill you in more when we get when you get here and i was like okay so i, I jump in the car drive drive over to, to the school have no idea what, what that mean what that means right <laughs> and so you pull up the media is already there i mean there's literally news trucks outside um, things going on. They're trying to catch students as they're coming in, and the kids are coming in upset and crying because they've heard about what's happened. and And I'm still kind of in the dark of what's happening. And I walk in the door, and and uh, he tells me he's like, "Ken, we've had we had four of our boys shot last night at a homecoming party." And I was like, F-, "I said four for the kids from the team." And he's like, "Yeah." I said, "So I said, man, and I just you know kind of shocked all of a sudden, and." Uh, He said, three of them are in the hospital. He said, it looks like they're going to survive, but we did. We lost one of them.
0: Hmm. And I was
1: like, oh, man. And I said, who who was it? He said, it was Quintaric Wilson. The kid I was. (laughs) Mm. Man, sorry. I still get emotional about it because I think about those conversations we had.
0: Yeah, every and, moment is every, precious. Every, every moment. And,
1: and, you know, it makes you think about every chapel message you gave, right? Mm-hmm. Did, Quintar, did he hear the gospel? Right. Did he have an opportunity to, to accept the gospel? And so, you know, went into the locker room, all the you know, the guys are in there, they're crying, they're upset, and we're just, we're kneeling, we're praying. Really, in those moments, like <laughs> that's some of the, most hardcore discipleship shepherding that you can ever imagine is just, you're the guy that's in there and you're trying to relate, but you can't relate hmm. and, uh, praying, but you don't, you don't, you don't feel like you have the right answers other than it's going to be okay. I mean, you, you can't just pat somebody on the back and tell them it's okay when they're best they just lost their best friend 12 hours ago. And so, um, you know that, but that week was also the week that I think I realized the the impact of FCA's kingdom reach, right? Because, right. And, and and personally, your kingdom reach if you do it right. Because I was there and just serving, and I didn't, you know, I was just being faithful. And the principal saw that, the the administration saw that, the kid, the students, and the coaching staff saw that. And through that next week, I I I fielded phone calls from coaches wives saying I need you to talk to my husband this this has got him a mess he's drinking he's getting drunk every night because he can't deal with it i got I got people calling me texting me hey I need, can you help in this situation can you help in that situation went to the school Monday morning and and the principal sits me down and says I need you to pastor us through this you know and I was like wow you know and I you know they don't make they don't make a ministry manual for that right, right. I, someone someone says we need you to shepherd us what does that look like in times of crisis in times of, of real difficulty and mm-hmm. so I, I won't draw the story out too long but essentially that that monday morning she asked me to go down to the auditorium with her where all the students were sitting or there were 600 students in the room and they were having the, the grief counselors around the walls and they were they were uh just allowing the students an opportunity to talk to a counselor if they felt like they needed to. But, you know, as, as we know, high school students are, that's just not like they're not going to respond to that very well. And um, unless they're really, you know, you know, like at a, at a just a need, a point of need where they're just there's no other option. And so they, they, they were in there, but they were crying. Everyone's kind of looking at each other. It's pretty quiet other than the sniffles and those type of things. And. I'm standing in the back just like with what the principal just said, I need you to pastor us through this, but not knowing like what that means. And I'm I'm like, what do I do? I'm just standing here feeling kind of helpless. And eventually she just, she walked over to me and she said, can I trust you? Here's, she hands me a microphone and she says, just go up there and do what you do. Go pastor us. And I said, okay. So I went up there and shared a message of hope and where I find hope in, in Christ Find hope in Jesus, like the hat says. And, <laughs> you know, I, I tried not to get too preachy with it. Keep a kingdom, you know, keep it like this is God's kingdom. This is we're here to serve you. We love you. And and I asked if I could pray for them. And the kids all nodded. So I prayed. And I honestly I was knowing we had district officials in the room and not knowing like, am I about to get the principal fired? I'm about to get am I about to be done being a chaplain and a character coach at the school because mm-hmm. I've overstepped some kind of line and and i you know said amen the kids bought up and came up to me afterwards gave me a hug said thank you thank you for being here thank you for 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 that message thank you for praying for us and uh they all kind of filtered out and i was went to the back and handed handed miss mcrentles the microphone back and and uh, the the head counselor for aisd walked over and she said um uh, she said that was great she's like uh oh, do you have, do you have tomorrow? you have to be? And I was like, no. She said, well, we have 600 more coming. Hmm. Could you stay? Wow. And then 600 more after that, and then 600 more after that until the entire school filtered through that auditorium that morning. And you get to share the, the king, a kingdom message in an environment that most pastors and shepherds would not be allowed to to, to step into because, uh, you, because of a kingdom approach and a kingdom mindset and a kingdom... Um, uh, just an initiative of I'm here to serve these students and these kids, and it doesn't you know it doesn't matter if they ever come to my church. It doesn't matter if, if any of that ever plays out. And being able to to hear a clear gospel present, we had two two thousand students, two thousand people at his memorial service because because a, a church because of their kingdom mindset opened the church and said oh, you can come here, use our facility, it won't cost anything, do it, come do his memorial service, do that. We had people rally and come and take care of his family, bring food, because they didn't have a church, right? So the kingdom came together to meet the need. And so they opened their church. We had 200 students came to Christ it as it a memorial service. Wait, 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 wait. Say, say that again. 200 students came to faith. Because
0: you initially started by being present Yes, on the sideline, passing a ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's amazing. And, That's
1: amazing. That's amazing. And his family asked me to fly to Mississippi to be a part of his funeral, which I think that was probably the most, uh was the biggest compliment they could have paid me as a, as a pastor.
0: Hmm. Wow. Talk about keeping it kingdom with your, and we talked about this, the ministry of presence. <laughs> and if we're not careful, we can treat Jesus presence as mm-hmm. if it's a Christmas present, yeah mm-hmm. but when we keep a kingdom mm-hmm. and we die to ourselves, yeah, we won't get in the way, mm-hmm. and we'll allow his way to be glorified,
1: yeah and i, I think mean. I think God has used you in some ways too, and and Ashland, even already, and just being present right mm-hmm. you you're you're on campus, you're there yeah uh, and people love you know people just love them some sly you know they love <laughs> when they you know, and that's and that's a great feeling when people know you're about kingdom, and they want you around, right? Because you're like, yeah, we we're doing some good, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're making a difference. We're changing some people's lives, and it's not us; it's God doing it through us. Mm-hmm. But but it's us making ourselves available. So I just thank you for being just an amazing teammate and uh, allowing me to share some stories like that that hopefully build our faith to know that you know when when we're needed. We're going to be there. Right, right. Amen. And and as I said earlier,
0: um, uh, you know, it's not just a saying, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, well, Fam, um, I'm <laughs> excited about this. I know this is our first pod. We're just kicking it off. Hopefully the viewers get to know a little bit about us, our background and our story and where we're going. You know, we'll have different guests on and will be able to share their story. But Ash and Power, welcome to the team. Welcome to the family. Uh, Ken, this has, been, hey, this has been a journey. It's been fun. I'm, I'm ready for this ride. I'm excited uh, to see what God is going to do through this pod, um, allowing us to be able to keep a kingdom in our community. Um, but here on earth while we're here, while he's giving us this opportunity to be here. And so, hey, if you are um, in the in the Mansfield, Arlington, Burleson area, you want to get involved, um, go to the FCA.org page and, and, and get plugged in. We, we need your help. You know, if if you want to uh, be a part of God's kingdom work um, through FCA, we have opportunities for you. If you want to support us, there's opportunities to support us as well. And remember, this is this is not just the saying it's a lifestyle until the next time. We love you. We hope to see you again. Just keep on keeping it kingdom.